Okay, so is, is swimming off the table because that was also a thing I was gonna say? I think swimming's probably pretty expensive. Pricey. Yeah. yeah. Pool time? Yeah. 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 There's and not huge holes full of water all over the place. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a pond. I'll just jump in there. Local man arrested for swimming in mid-December. <laughs> Welcome to Shankcast episode number 27. Welcome back, everybody. Matt, Mark. Thank you. Good to see you Good guys. Good to have you back again. So today we're going to be discussing the question, is tennis a sport of status or privilege? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> Big question. Very Big tough. question. And I'm, let's give a little bit of background here. Sure. Um, I started playing tennis when I was uh, 10. My first tennis job was when I was probably 15, 16 you know, a standard like front desk, rolling the courts, garbage and water and mm-hmm. like some, you know, little kid, you know, classes. Oh, what state again? Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. I, I grew up area. in Milwaukee. Yeah. Got it. So I've been, I've worked in tennis clubs, uh, like commercial, uh, private. The only type of club I really haven't worked in is like resorts or, uh, academy. Like I haven't been in those kind of settings. It's more so been like private country club or a commercial, you know, a public uh, facility. So those have been the only jobs I've had my, my entire life just for, for context. Uh, Matt, how about you? So I started about the same time. I think I was about 12 before that, just cause it'll play into come up some of my thoughts on this topic. So before that, uh, I grew up basically as a wrestler and a baseball player, mm-hmm. um, played basketball for a little bit and then the height just didn't work out, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, started at 12 and then I started, te- my first tennis job was actually the Ferris camps nice. at, at 18 years old. And then same as you, I've been, uh, athletic club or private club my entire career. I did some stops outside of tennis, but I never worked at a resort or at an academy as well. Yeah. Those are, uh, probably two very different, um, contrasting styles of, you know, tennis as a professional. You've got the academy slash resort and then the regular day-in, day-out mm-hmm. type of job. So for me, um, I actually grew up in the lower middle class in um, northwest suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. So we're all Midwest here, I'm assuming, where we grew up, which is, you know, good context. And it my, is good context. Yeah. yeah. So my parents used uh, tennis as kind of like a way to keep me, like not necessarily off the streets, but to keep me busy, to keep me in good physical shape and have, you know, to keep myself under adult supervision while, while my parents work two jobs each because, you know, it's it's a tough life and, you know, I, I love them for everything that they've sacrificed. And I started at around, what's third grade now? Is that eight or nine? God, I'm terrible. That, that's uh, terrible. So my, that. Well, my son's seven. He's in first, eight. So we'll call it nine, ten. Okay, yeah, yeah. nine, ten. So that, that's, what, that's when <laughs> I started. You, no problem. And um, in something that they have in Illinois and not Wisconsin is Park District. Um, indoor tennis mm-hmm. clubs, which is fantastic. Yep. Wow, nice. So it's I didn't not, know that was a thing. It, it, it is it's, a thing it's, in the Midwest. It's huge in Illinois. It's a huge yeah. thing. Wow. So there's a huge pay discrepancy between Park District um, tennis lessons and literally all privatized huh. tennis lessons, yeah. especially indoor. It's a massive difference. I think the cost is literally so twice Park as District uh, coaches are paid by the city or by the state? Uh, municipality. I yeah. think it's, yeah. it's not state. Yeah, I think so it's city. It's it's. It's by, no, it could be the municipality. Really? So just okay. quick detour to give you some context. My first job out of college, I worked at South Barrington Club, mm-hmm. and they were a park district. Oh, that's a nice one. Though. Yeah, and so they were run a little different because it was South Barrington. And then later on in my career, I interviewed for a uh, platform tennis through a park district, and 
like they had pretty sweet, like I would get a pension through them, mm-hmm. ended up not working out. But yeah, so it was, it, it was just different. Yeah. Um, but, uh, how they, so like one, I would have got a pension. The other one would have been a 401k. So it all yep. just depends, but there's, there's quite a few park districts in uh-huh. Illinois. And you don't see that in Milwaukee. How many other states? How many other states is that even a thing? I, I've literally never heard of that. Well, I, I never heard of it until that's awesome. Until I was in so awesome opportunity yeah. for yeah. for you. Yeah. So um, you know, and the lessons are actually pretty good. It's not like it's nice. a second tier. It's it's pretty good. And I think a private lesson for a park district, a one hour private lesson for just one kid, I think is about forty or forty five dollars an hour back in two thousand I'll say two thousand four. So not cheap but, yeah. but reasonable. It's reasonable. And yeah. now I mean it's probably it's probably all leveled out with everything else. Exactly. I bet you, yeah, it's be between probably seventy, sixty five to eighty dollars, mm-hmm. even at a park district. Yeah. If it's an indoor facility. So yeah, that's all of our background. So I mean, this is a pretty complicated topic. So I mean For sure. Yeah, I and a little bit about my uh, entry into the sport. My, I was also lower middle middle class. Uh, I grew up on I don't know if you how well you know Milwaukee area, but mm. on Thirteenth and uh, Forest Home, uh, my parents' first house cost eighteen thousand dollars, and uh, they slowly uh, fixed it up. So, uh, and then my dad supported us on a gra- graphic designer salary, four kids, homeschooled, stay at home mom. So. I wasn't getting like I wasn't going <laughs> off to like academy to like uh, train, so I, I had a, a paper route, and um, so that was like kind of my background was self, kind of self supporting a lot early on uh, for lessons for club membership. Yeah, here at this uh, facility, really is is where I started I, taking like real lessons. Uh, I started off in a, a high school like um, summer rec like program through the school kind of like a junior Nathan high Hale toward high feed in. Yep. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So I've seen like I very much kind of bootstrap, you know, kind of uh is my background. And I'll 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 kick off like the real topic here. And so for that reason when I was pretty naive like going into the industry, I basically assumed that the more exclusive, the more fancy the club was, the better of a job, you know, it was, <laughs> yep. it was going to be like, yep. like how, how the highest, like the higher the initiation fee, the higher the membership, uh, the more expensive the lessons cost, like the, the sweeter of a job it was going to be. It's kind of a, a feed in from our last podcast about private lessons being mostly sure. a ripoff. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's connected for sure. Yeah. So I was, um, so I've seen both ends of the spectrum. Uh, the, the last club I had a job at, um, it, the initiation fee to get on the wait list to eventually be a member was list. was one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and uh, unless you like paid more to certain people, it took um, two, three, four years before you like got to your point in the queue where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, now you can be a member and pay the normal monthly like yeah. food and beverage and golf. Oh, like you had God. to pay a certain minimum. Uh, for everything, that's a. This is a private club. This yeah. can't be a park district. No, this is a <laughs> yeah, no, no. private club. Yeah. No, the Golf U.S. Open has been played three times at this. Uh, okay. At this club, yeah. so it's it's um about as exclusive, you know, as you can be. And so I very much saw the other end of things too, where to be honest, like it made me it made me uncomfortable. Like for, coming from my background, it was exclusionary, um, and not on purpose. 
not in, just to be really, really um, specific, it wasn't like culturally exclus- uh, exclusionary, where it was like certain uh, uh, um, cultural groups, or it was like where they were like purposefully like shunned. It was just like if you didn't have a certain bank account, you yeah. just weren't yeah. showing up. Like yeah. you just weren't getting in if you didn't have a, a ungodly amount of money. So there's that end of the tennis, but then like it, it's, it makes me feel great to hear your story about the uh, the rec uh, or not rec, but practice municipal yeah. you know run club. Yep. And tennis, I think, is very much a story of like um, both ends of the spectrum. Like on one hand, you can go to Target and buy a 1995 uh, dollar racket and a can of balls for three dollars yep. and go to a public you know park. I think in most parts of America, mm-hmm. there's uh, public you know tennis courts and go play all the tennis you want to play and not have to pay anything as long as the weather's not absolutely horrible but way over on the other end of the spectrum is like the kind of experience like what i'm talking about where it is very exclusionary and then there's a whole mess of stuff in between so i feel like i've seen like both ends of the spectrum uh, anybody who says that uh like black and white like it is a uh um, a status you know sport sure there's that side of the sport no question but I also think on the low end, it's very um, uh, open to anybody as well. What yeah. do you guys think? Yeah, so I, I mean, I have kind of a tale similar to you guys. So growing up, grew up in the UP of Michigan, we actually had a a bubble that had four ten, indoor tennis courts. But you don't see that in Wisconsin too y- much, actually. Yeah. It's a Chicago thing. Not Wisconsin, yeah. But, yeah. Out in Maryland, there's quite a few. Yeah, yeah but... We didn't have a tennis pro in Menominee, Michigan. Okay, that there's no pro that could make a living. So I think it's lucky you had a bubble. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I grew up learning how to play on a wall, and then we had a coach for about a year, and I took a group's lessons and lessons, and then he ended up moving to Green Bay where mm-hmm. he could actually make a living. So I basically kind of th- same thing, self-taught, played some tournaments, um, and then played high school and and that. And uh, but I, I same end of the spectrum, I. I said on the last uh, our intro, I grew up pretty much in my teaching career through the private club system. So yeah. I know that's the world I know. And what I think is really interesting is there's a lot of kids that take tennis because it's something to do for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, money's not an issue and that, you know, more power to that. And where it's kind of interesting where I am in Illinois, either the Western Burbs or even on the North Shore is I know a lot of uh, kids that, you know, don't go to the bigger high schools. It's just yeah. not their jam, and they go to these smaller schools, and they can play tennis on the high school teams, even though the high school teams aren't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't be able to, and that's not the sole reason they're going to that school, but they get to, you know, take lessons and all, and all that good stuff. But I, I look at it, uh, when this topic came up, I think it's really interesting just because I think, and I know we'll stay on tennis, but for the most part, I just think sports in general, has gotten very, very status quo um, and, and tough because my my nephew plays hockey. That's an extremely expensive oh, sport. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like, compared to tennis, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it, in a sense, it's gotten out of the control. So to give you some background, we're about the same age. I'm about to turn 40. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have, like, travel sports, right? We had, like, a one baseball travel yeah. team. and The soccer mom like, yeah, phenomenon. Yeah, but, like, you pretty much really played hit, yeah. local. And in tennis, like, I didn't travel a ton. But now... Everything's travel. Yeah, every yeah. kid is so programmed, like it, to the hilt. Now. Everything. So I yeah. remember talking to uh, this mom, and her son was a 
decent soccer player. Like, I don't even know if he would have made, like, varsity when he got to high school. But <laughs> he was playing travel soccer. And, and it, But, again, it's something he enjoyed. Obviously, they could afford it yeah. and all that good stuff. So, I think kind of bringing it back over to tennis, I think it really just— So, are you saying a kid uh, coming from a family without means couldn't— experience that same travel no uh, no and i I don't think it matters where you where you are anymore and and you Mm -hmm. get to that certain point i think it's just getting really difficult to to give that experience to kids even if you're talented yeah and, and the the tough thing on on the tennis side is if like like kind of going back to what i said baseball was the first sport i started right you were placed on a team and it was go Go play. Have Go fun. play. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that in tennis. Yeah. So yeah. you have to, yeah. like, you can, but there's nothing for really kids to go do like that. It's, there's not the, like, literally kind of structure behind uh, it where 100%. it's like you just show up and you get, like, uh, funneled into the system. Right. So, I mean, if you think about, like, kids in tennis, when is the first time they actually play a match? It takes usually some time. Uh, like, in baseball, it's okay that you can barely hit and throw a ball, but in tennis, like, I get it. you got to be able to get a serve in and mm-hmm. all that good stuff, but I think that's... And that a, takes investment. Yeah, and that yeah. that's where it's, it's hard is it just to get to a point where you can actually play is not easy. Well, what people don't understand, too, is tennis is an incredibly difficult sport, especially for developing uh, a developing child, both physically and mentally. Also, from the example you gave us with baseball, and everybody in, under the sun that lives in America did baseball at least one or two years, right? Because America, hell yeah. But it's one of those <laughs> things, too, where tennis, you're all alone in yep. singles. Uh, this is, I'm assuming, singles, right? There is no travel team. No. You travel yeah. with your mom and yep. your dad. And if assuming, you lose, you go home. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> assuming your dad can, af- mom and dad can afford it. Right. Mom, you could have the means to get and there. And they have time off of work to exactly. drive your ass to the tournament. Well, yep. that's an opportunity cost. And that yeah. is something that people sure. don't realize. You need to take PTO right. and go to this tennis tournament with your kid that might lose first round to the number one seed. Yep. And then he's crying on the way home because he couldn't get a single game. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm kind of hearing between the two of you guys is is kind of the separation between um just being active and participating in the sport versus like okay, I'd like to pursue this yes. mm-hmm. and like actually try to develop myself and and I think that's a really important dis- distinguishing yeah. like factor. Like if we're talking about developing yourself as a player, now we're on a whole different pay yeah. grade yeah. of like financial requirement. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to like be involved, like just play the game, I think the barrier to entry is super low, which is fantastic. Like I, I feel good about tennis for that reason. But when it comes to development, now we're on a completely different conversation. Yeah. I would say though that that is outdoor tennis in Wisconsin. That is what eight nine months out of the year. It gets a little bit pricey indoors. Oh, nine months outdoors? Yeah, nine months outdoors. What? That's generous. April through <laughs> April. April through early October? May, June, July. <laughs> yeah, October. Say, that's yeah. seven, seven. That's yeah. seven months. Okay. I might even scratch. Well, depending how on October. October. <laughs> how my software engineer. I should probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's that barrier to entry is low, assuming it is those six or seven months of outdoor tennis in Midwestern America. Obviously, if you're living in California, if you're living in a warm weather state, then you more know, accessible, a yeah. lot more accessible. Yeah. But, but at the same token, I think the other thing to, to and, and I guess I'll go, because you could go down different pathways, and I'm going to go down the adult pathway right yep. now, is if you think about it, if you belong to an athletic club, right, you're probably getting charged $100 a month for 
your membership fee. Does that is that just gym or is that tennis? We'll, and, we'll say like like dues. I, yeah, like dues. Okay. Yeah, we'll say kind of combined. All right. And then if you're doing a weekly drill, you're probably getting hit thirty bucks for an hour and a half, maybe a little more. Yep. And if you do private lessons, and then you got court time on top of that. Yep. So let's say all in, you know, thirty dollars. Let's say call five hundred bucks yeah. okay. a, a month, including equipment, restrings, um, shoes. I, yeah, but yeah, I I think for a lot of recreation players, that's okay. a one time, once a year. Kind yeah, of thing. they buy in one racket. They get their racket strung twice a year. They buy one pair of shoes until they get a hole in them. Okay, um, so. It, it, it gets there, but I look at what do adults really do activity-wise when they get older that costs money. Like, if you played volleyball, you're not playing volleyball anymore. Drink beer. Yeah, drink beer. Golf. But golf. I, I, that's the big one. Like, my yeah. buddies play golf. They're looking at they 60. Drink beer. <laughs> drink beer. <laughs> yeah. Bowling. Um, but as we get older as adults, like, physical activity a lot of people run. That's free. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's hard to also put in that class of huh. as we get older, our options are limited of yeah. what we're doing. So, and I would probably venture to say, I, I don't know any stats on this, but how many households actually have a gym membership? You're paying almost like there's some dirt cheap gy- gyms. I yeah. get that, but you can just convert that over and then. So I don't think the cost is too ridiculous if you're belonging to a club where that has a gym mm-hmm. that has tennis included because you get you have your one stop shop yeah. right there. And this moment brought to you by Planet Fitness, where if you grunt too loud, you get asked to leave. <laughs> Good thing tennis clubs are. Although you kind of had that experience, where you where you got too loud and you almost got asked to leave at uh, regionals. Yeah, <laughs> got to fight um, an altercation with an umpire, and you know what I'm. I manned up. I apologize in, in the video, and you know I was wrong. A little heated, just, but, yeah. but that wasn't during back squat or bench press. <laughs> but but I think that's kind of the, but, the uh, angle too. In fairness, like five, we're talking five six thousand dollars a year. Like, what's the median you know income? Like household well, household it's, income. It's a lot lower than I think we really think it is. Yeah, so. was fifty like it was between Wisconsin between fifty sixty. Yeah, 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 I'm thinking Wisconsin. I, I mean, we're talking ten percent of your yeah. like your take home. Not no, not take home pay. Your gross. Your gross. Which I mean, that's a significant okay. So investment median household income of Milwaukee, and I don't know if oh, this is well, a one or two. You got to do Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, Milwaukee okay. is going to be yeah a little bit lower. I, th- I think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. So the median household income for Wisconsin yeah, is sixty-four thousand. That's a little, little higher than so. Yeah. Still, we're we're getting close to ten percent of yeah. uh, of gross pay, which is you better really love tennis. Yeah, like yeah. if you're going to drop that kind of that kind of money, uh, and you have an average, you know, income. If you have below average income, that's uh, it's out, out, of the, out of the question. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You're doing local like park yep. stuff, which fantastic that it's available. Yeah, uh, in most. As far as I'm aware, most uh, parts of America. But it's not the same, as you said. It's not the same, let's say, mindset of the as individual. As pursuing. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. So uh, so you did work at a whole range of clubs, anywhere from you know grassroots tennis at a park to that type of ex- exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Because I used to work at a country club, too. And not for long, but I, I just couldn't. Around here? Or in yeah, Chicago? Here. I can't say which one, obviously, because <laughs> I don't think too highly of them. But it's it's a different style of coaching that I just can't do. It's and it's a like different attitude. Like, yeah, it's a different attitude by the membership. Like the when you go to that type of club, it is a status um, purchase. 
Like you're, yep. you're going there to spend time around other people mm -hmm. that have also passed the test to be <laughs> able to, to be like the fi financial yeah. test yep. to be able to walk through those doors. The people want to network. They, they want to meet other people in their class. Correct. And so there is a, a feeling, e even if it's not like a, a conscious, purposeful, like excluding, you know, outsiders, mm -hmm. there's a reason why rich people go to clubs like that. But that, Again, given our all of our backgrounds, I would never spend six figures on any type of membership like that. That just baffles well, me. It's because you don't make seven figures a year. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <Exactly. laughs> Got to get more subs. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, there, uh, yeah. the perspective of somebody who drops that kind of money on a club membership is a. They're writing a lot of it off yeah. because they're they're taking work clients yep. and like potential. Like they're booking like whatever they do for work. They're in their minds coming out ahead okay. on that investment because they're using it for networking and for building relationships. But at that point, though, what does that have to do with the children playing tennis? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Okay, just and so sure. that sort of comes full circle to our, our last topic, where it's like quality of lessons. Yep. Now that feeds into the like the coach in that environment gets used to babysitting, you know, kids yeah. who are just getting dropped off by yeah. seven figure mom and dad because they want them out of their hair so they can go. <laughs> play golf and drink at the bar at, at, at the clubhouse yeah um and i don't mean to sound like really judgmental for anybody out there who makes seven figures and <laughs> is a member at a club like that like that's you can spend your money on you know whatever you want it's totally fine um but it just fosters a certain kind of attitude and i think that's what a lot of people from outside of tennis and in the lower financial you know range of tennis sees that kind of like experiential type of tennis and feels a little gross about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say though, just in my experience, the last couple clubs is there anything that, that I just said unfair. Is it, uh, I would no. say my past experience, the last couple, yes. Yeah. Um, mm. Just for this reason, is the age range that is now joining these clubs are our age and mm. a little older, and. The mentality is a lot different. Is it? Okay. And, and, and here's the reason so I've why. I've been out for a decade. Yeah. So, <laughs> but here's the reason why. This is where I kind of joked with uh, my last club I was at. We were trying to talk about participation with something on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And they, like these newer members, the guys weren't coming out. And I was like, and I told the, the, the guy, I said, it's different. I said, the days where the guy can go golfing or play tennis for six hours on Saturday, Sunday. And the wife goes to the yeah, tennis drills. Yeah, I'm like, that ain't happening. I no? said, yeah, the, what's happening now? It's, it's more of like the, the wife might go out. The guy has to watch the kids now. Mm. So it's, it's a little mm. more. How about that? Yeah. And so the, the reason I would say. Uh, um, just, 21st century, ladies Yeah, <laughs> just on that is like, and again, the, the kids, but the kids that are taking tennis whether to me it's an athletic club or a country club, a lot of the 80% of the time it's activity and, and babysitting. Yeah. Like most of those kids, they, they don't know what they want to be good at yet, mm -hmm. or and their dad, mom or dad signed them up. But I think the difference is, is in my last couple of experiences, I didn't feel as much as babysitting because it was more of the parents, if I went back to them and I said, Ian, your son is being a pain in the ass, they would lay the hammer down. So, and a lot of private clubs, you can't, yeah, you yeah, can't do that. And, and, yeah. and I'm not to say, like, and I think there is a big difference, though, too, between Midwest clubs mm -hmm. and out East clubs. Yeah? Yes. I've, I've never, well, when I was younger, I spent time at higher-end Midwest clubs, but I was, yeah. I was like the low man on the totem yeah. pole. In, in Midwest clubs, I would say it's a little more chill. 
I mean, mm-hmm. there, it's still, you know, it's a it's private club. It's not it's a competition a, like it is out on the uh, coast for their kids to like be number one at everything. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But I would say it's now it's a little more, um, a little less babysitting like and, and, and things good. like okay. that. Yeah. Well, the club that I was working at, and this is the very first country club that I did, and I was 25. I was a sales guy, and I woke up at like 4 a.m., got done with the work at noon, and then taught tennis to this country club from noon to around five o'clock because I was grinding and I needed to pay the rent. I needed to, you know, <laughs> get my name out there. But it's that type of club where you had to wear all white. Mm-hmm. And if the kids were misbehaving, you actually couldn't do any negative consequences. Because yeah. if, a, if, if a kid, if a puppy or a cat or any type of something that's like not fully developed and doesn't understand, you know, consequences as an adult, you give them negative are we talking about four-year-olds or are we talking about 10-year-olds here? 10-year-olds. Uh, mm, Obviously, yeah. four-year-olds. But <laughs> yeah. we couldn't. We literally couldn't make them run. The director who I worked right under is like, hey, you can't make them run. I'm like, well, they're misbehaving. Oh, well, it's would, not that I type quit of that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that's why I eventually Because you're quit. just behind the eight ball the whole time. Exactly. And, Your and, hands are tied. And, and part of it, like, it, it, that's tough, though, too, because I, I think, again, being in the scene for so long and, and hearing some of these stories, it, it makes me cringe in the sense of, like, grow a pair and talk to the membership. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, because... The, it comes down to the culture of the, the exactly. club. Exactly. And, and I would say of the club. If the board, if the director are all have that mentality, then everybody else is just going to yeah. fall. Yeah. And, and, and the clubs I've been a part of, even my wife has, I, I've never been in that, like, toxic of an environment yeah. where it was like, no, the member is always right. Correct. Where, always, always. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. If, if the member is out of line if the kids are out of line like they're gonna address that so yeah. i mean i was fortunate i never had like yeah i had tough members and i had tough situations mm-hmm. and all that good stuff but never anything like same that. for me yeah, yeah i never had that extreme we, there were individual members every yeah. club is gonna have correct you know, your- oh there's there were some very good people yeah. at that club they were fantastic awesome but it was again it it, it was definitely more of like the culture which stems down just like any company with a CEO. Yeah. yeah uh-huh, it stems yep. down and trickles down to the individual members that you kind of see on a day-to-day basis. Don't get me wrong. There were some fantastic members there that I love and I still see them from week to week. But that kind of just stuck in my head because, you know, our, given our backgrounds, like, yeah, I was acting like a fool. I'm going to get it punished. Feel right. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think kind of coming back full circle, I think one of the tough things is whether you're a, I don't think so much maybe on the kid's side they would recognize it, but maybe mm-hmm. as a parent or an adult recreation player, I think it, like, to kind of come back, the status symbol of tennis, I think it's just more of how people are deciding to spend their money. And mm-hmm. it's like, man, I wish I had more money to play more and take lessons, but I don't have that. And when I hear Ian, he gets to take three private lessons a week and – you know, he's getting his racket restrung. Yeah. I think that's where maybe... A, and Ian doesn't even really try that hard. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. You know, he's my, going for the my social story aspect. as a junior. Like, I was busting my ass. I was, like, yeah. paying for my own lessons. And all these, like, richy rich, you know, kids yep. were totally taking it for granted. Right. And it bothered me so but much as when a, you did as a play those kids and you beat them, how good did you feel? Oh, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But but it almost wasn't even that satisfying because they, they would... They, they didn't would care. Tank, right, they would <laughs> they tank. Yeah, like, they would make me hate them, like, even more. <laughs> hey. And then they get picked up by their parents in their Mercedes. <laughs> and, and I'd, like, wait for the bus. <laughs> So I, I think what is my question, I guess, to both of you, given this topic, and we've talked about it for about 25 minutes, what, what, where do you kind of stand on just the overall topic of do you feel that tennis 
And I, I guess we can go down different rabbit holes. Yeah. Is it a status symbol? Well, let me let me ask something even more direct than that because I'm just curious. Have either of you, in all your time in like clubs and like being in the sport, have you felt that um, any any personal any time like in the past around tennis, did you feel like wow, tennis is just it's not like a fair. You know, the playing field is not level. There's like actual, um, I don't say necessarily like racism, but uh, any kind of like exclusionary, like direct. Have either of you ever felt that way about tennis uh, before? Just to just I'll, I'll go, go. Like, well, right at the as top. a one-on-one competition, it's always going to be not level. I mean, that's what you're playing a singles match for, right? But you're talking about the sport in general. Yes, yeah, the sport in general. Um, in my experience, the financial commitment and i would say time commitment as well to the sport of tennis if you want to be competitive at even the three five level as an adult or even as junior don't have the ntrp rating but let's say the three five to four oh as an adult is significantly higher than almost any sport in midwestern america does is that fair for me to say if you want to pursue it competitively yes because uh, i go from the competition standpoint wow. where but I mean, going hey. back to like Matt brought up hockey, yep. like uh, golf, like um, I don't, uh, I don't know. No, I, I mean, I don't have any data in front of me, but yeah. I feel like golf can be just as expensive. Golf, I, I said one of so golf yeah. and equestrian ra- racing or <laughs> sure. whatever crazy sports right. are at weird country clubs nowadays. But tennis is up sure there compared for to barriers. like beer league, softball, and oh like yeah, absolutely. bowling. Like Matt brought yeah. up bowling. Or bowling, right. bowling's a sport game. Are you serious? I don't think it's a sport. Oh, okay. Well, it's a hobby. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> we can have that conversation about golf, by the way. Okay. Uh, it's something I like to argue with golfers okay. that golf isn't a sport. Okay. It's triggered a whole lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, um, uh, okay. So, yes. I, I understand. Compared to other like leisure activities, yeah, yes. it's got to be in the top this five or six. Now, probably. if I say that I'm a serious tennis competitor, what do other people perceive me as that has never met me? I don't know because I'm not, I'm not a mind reader. Um, but I've never gotten the impression that, oh, Mark plays tennis, therefore he has to be this type of guy. Um, not not really, at least in my interactions. But then again, I don't know what people think consciously or subconsciously. So I don't know. Well, it's actually uh, interesting, like uh, the two of us, like our backgrounds Correct. coming from like not a lot of means. Yep. The fact that we have both made it to where we are, you mm-hmm. know, individually right now, um, you know, you're... You, if you wanted to, I'm sure you can make a really good living mm-hmm. uh, on the on the court. Yep. You know, as a tennis coach, mm-hmm. it's some, it's been my career, and so I feel like that's at least it's an option. You know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't necessarily easy for for either of us to oh, no. get to where we are, playing level or uh, income. You know, from from coaching. Mm-hmm. At least there's enough accessibility that you can get your foot in the door. Correct. And other sports like. There are other sports I think it's harder to get that mm-hmm. first foot in the door. Yeah, but other sports But tennis like, is, I, I agree that tennis is, it's on the list of like the more difficult ones. And ironically enough, um, when I spent less money on the sport, that's actually when I got better. When I only took lessons, maybe private lessons, like once every two months, and I just watched YouTube videos and that actually you popped up back in the day. Wow. On uh, for, Federer forehand slow motion. I've been motion. making videos a long time. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. I'm like, I want to hit a one-handed backhand. I took no coach. I had a two-handed backhand that was utter crap. That's something I wanted to bring up. I yeah. think the internet has made the game more accessible yeah. than it used to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, was, what, what are your, your yeah I, would, the... I would definitely say, my personal opinion, no. Uh, just because 
again, I grew up in the UP, and I don't even know if people knew what tennis was in the UP, <laughs> so I got to play, right? Yeah. And, and I, I look at it from maybe a little different angle than you do about mm-hmm. the high competition kind of thing, where I look at if I was big in today's uh, uh, youth sports, if I was a really good baseball player, I don't know if rewind to when I was a kid, if my parents could have afforded for me to be traveling baseball every single week. Yeah. So the means didn't really matter whether it was tennis, baseball, staying in a hotel. Like I, I, we had a certain means that I got to play sports in, and that was it. Like yep. we couldn't exceed that. So to me, it, it wasn't Matt plays tennis. Like no, it was that that would cost as much as me getting a new mitt, new baseball bat, yeah. whatever. As an adult. I kind of just go back to the same thing is this is where it gets a little tricky. You brought up a great point. If you're living somewhere warm, you have more accessibility to play year round at public courts where you maybe you can grab a couple friends and and play. And that's again, what, what is your goal behind everything when you're in the Midwest and um, uh, you know, out East, you have to play indoor tennis if you want to play year round. Mm -hmm. Again, my pushback to that though too is, as adults, you're only doing typically so many things recreationally anymore. So it, it, to me, it's no different if you're a, a gamer and you're spending <laughs> 60 bucks every two weeks on games. Like It's just how do you want to use your discretionary income? And if tennis is like at that top of the list, you're going to figure out ways to put that on the top of the list. But I, and I think it's different, everything like outside looking in, right? is when when I um, grew up, uh, we didn't really have a ton of hockey, but then when I got, I don't know if it was out of college, and a lot of the kids I taught, you know, they played hockey, and then the parents would tell me how expensive ice time is, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, wow, like, hockey's really expensive. So, but oh, they had those conversations, too. I thought it was honestly just tennis. No, I mean, it's everything. Well, really? it's everything well, now. How expensive it is? Yeah. yeah. But, oh, tra- yeah. If you're on any kind of travel sport. Yeah. Okay. But, but I think that's a, you know, I have... Soccer's like that. Yeah, I have like, good friends that, I mean, they're not rolling in money every night and their kids are playing hockey. It's just, I mean, it, if their kids still do it, they're going to figure out a way and that could maybe be the only sport they play. And it's tough because it's going family to family. But I never thought, like, there's that person, they play tennis, they have all this money. I, I never, or, or, you know, their status is higher. And I never had that inclination. So your answer is no. No. I have mixed, uh, I have mixed uh, feelings in terms of the answering that question. As a kid, I definitely felt, uh, in, in my experience, like I, I felt like I have not in a haves kind of sport. But let's bring that back, though, since you said no, and obviously I respectfully disagree. That's awesome. But you're, we're talking about the spectrum that we've seen in mm-hmm. tennis are there spectrums in baseball i'm sure yeah really yeah i mean oh yeah like like think about basketball for example like what does basketball cost 15 bucks you can go to the park play basketball yeah. all day kind, you know kind of like tennis but if you want to pursue it at a competitive uh level you know regionally or nationally i, I can only imagine it becomes super expensive as well hmm. so like when one of my buddies his brother played college baseball and i think he does it on the side he coaches hitting well, yep. his hitting lessons are, I think, uh, thirty bucks for a half hour. That's a dollar a minute. Similar to a private lesson. Similar. So I mean, okay. that's and again, how many kids are taking hitting lessons? I have no idea in yeah. baseball. That's but, a good question. But yeah. if you want to, again, if if I if you want to pursue if it. you want to pursue it, yeah. like, and that's the thing, like, it, the difference is 
I think personally, and this is a whole nother topic, <laughs> parents have just like, we're pushing things to do more privatized now as well in terms of sports. Like kids aren't playing as many sports anymore and they're now like pursuing it. Um, I don't know if I would say more seriously, but, and again, it's tough for me. Like I didn't grow up with tennis lessons. Mm -hmm. Like, so I come from a different angle of you, like we didn't have it available for me. So to even spend that money, but kind of going back, like, of all the years I played other sports, I never had private coaching with those other sports. Now, a lot of those things are happening as well. Well, Mark, since you disagree, uh, I, I like playing devil's advocate. No, it's fine. Uh, since you disagree, what sport is there where you want to decide to kind of flip that switch and go from like a casual like participant to I really want to see how good I can get at this? What sport is there where you can make that, that shift and it's not expensive? And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Here's all the resources, all the coaches, all the, you know what I'm saying? Like the tra- practice facility and like... Uh, long distance running. That's a good answer. That's very good. <laughs> you, need, you need shoes. You need, you need cross country. You, you might need to hire a coach uh, or someone more experienced. That's a good answer. Um, mm-hmm. But if you really want to be resourceful, I mean, first of all, YouTube. But let's take YouTube off the table because that was a game changer in my opinion for 100%. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you need to hire a coach part-time, maybe a dietitian. Uh, maybe a personal trainer just for leg workouts and leg exercises. And you can run to the competitions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but long distance but running. No, seriously, is, that- are there, is it a big, I don't know anything about uh, running. Is there big like competitions and like meets and stuff you got to travel well, to? Or uh, I mean, yeah, there are. I mean, I'm not a long distance runner, obviously, because I'm not that crazy. And you eat a Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but um, people that take marathons seriously, I yeah. have friends that are personal oh, trainers sure. and they do that. They travel to... Alabama, they travel to California again, given no type of pandemic, and they do this thing seriously. They train all year for it, and it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah, define relative. So if uh, ten, like Matt kind of laid out, okay, okay. five, six so, k, like in a year. So yeah, what are we so talking? Well, half like a marathon's like two hundred bucks in or a hundred bucks. So or entry fee, training, some uh, coaching on on a non regular basis. Shoes. Thousand fifteen hundred maybe a year, but but my, year. my to take it seriously, you yeah. think? But again, my pushback to that is, your your people are competing typically in a marathon for their personal best. Okay, so you want a one on one competition? Well, kind of I thing. mean, mm-hmm. it's more of like, I mean, golf is a same thing. Like you're trying sure. to more like personal best. You're trying to shoot your score, but that's sure. very expensive. But a lot of people that enter marathons. They're not, I won't say a lot because I, I, I don't know that world, yep. but some of them are happy just to finish. finish. Correct. Yeah, sure. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're training their body so they can, and again, they're trying to work on times, and I get okay. all that. Same kind of separation between like a hobbyist and somebody yeah, who's like trying to be competitive. Yeah. And, and again, you, I, I, my, my pushback to that, unless you're just that disciplined of an athlete, if you're trying to knock off two minutes of your time, you're going to have to spend okay. some some money to get there. Okay, so is, is swimming off the table because that was also a thing I was going to say? I think swimming's That's, probably pretty expensive. It's be pricey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For good point. Pool time? Yeah. Yeah. There's and not coaching. huge holes full of water all over the place. Know, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a pond. I'll just jump in there. Local man arrested for swimming in mid-December. <laughs> um. Then, to be honest, I don't have a counter-argument to what you and Ian were saying. Yeah, um, I'm, because, just, yeah I'm just yeah, wondering, like, what, like what, what is there to pursue where yeah. it's like, here's all the, all the resources, the, the guidance, the, the 
equipment, the, like right. the training, like everything, everything that's that's required to pursue it. So yeah. not swimming, not long distance running, not cycling. Definitely not cycling. I guess it's really yeah. You yeah. Spend tons no, of money. Like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, but I think, uh, but I think on the on the tennis side yeah. though too, I think to to kind of circle back around, probably maybe like in the 80s and like there wasn't as many courts available they sometimes you could only go maybe to a private club there wasn't park districts there wasn't this so there was probably a little bit of an exclusivity it was probably the same as golf though too i mean a round of golf is x amount man Mm -hmm. i gotta save up for that Mm -hmm. where baseball there's baseball fields everywhere hey let's go play but i think i don't know when that changed i don't know if it was the 80s or the 90s i have no idea but now it just seems like every you have a lot of free resources for these things. Now that doesn't mean you can play it all year round Correct. based on where you are. Yeah. But and and again, the competition part, I think that no matter if you want to get good at anything, it's going to cost you money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just to Whatever me about the bottom line. Is. Exactly. Now it might not cost as much as like if I wanted to get really good at bowling. Backgammon. Yeah, I think my <laughs> my bowling cost would be a lot lower. But oh. chess is chess really expensive? No, it's inexpensive. Oh, there you go. If you think poker, it. well, that could be oh, really yeah. expensive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when you lose all your, you keep losing all your money. Yeah. Well, see, either you're out of chips or you're out of clothes. <laughs> but those aren't really sport. I like yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we're going to go apples to apples. Like yeah. it has to be like an athletic like uh, endeavor. Okay. I think. So yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of. I I feel like we almost kind of talked ourselves back around to meh like yeah. st- status. So there are extremes and De- on and both it, ends. Yeah. And it really matters if you're a hobbyist or yeah. you're yeah. going to pursue it like intensely. But I think at least from my personal experience, if someone if I, if I meet someone that's like really really good at golf, I think they're a step above someone that's like probably really really good at tennis. I think golf in terms is of still, investment in terms of uh status, I would say. For for investment for both time Wait, and like money. social like social status like social status. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, but tennis is in on my aver- opinion, on average. Up there. Yeah, yeah, tennis is d- tennis is definitely up there. Yeah, I definitely yeah. wouldn't argue. Yeah, no, against that. Yeah, definitely. But at least if you just want to play and have fun, you can go do that. Yeah, yeah. so that's good. It's yeah. like there's there's pros and cons, and I think that's the case for just about any sport, unless it's equestrian, as you said. It's yeah. Like, well, you gotta own a horse. <laughs> yeah, um, polo. Water polo? No, no, yeah. polo. Oh, yeah, polo. polo. Like, like, yeah, Ralph Lauren polo. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a sport. Expensive. Yeah. yeah. If you say you're uh, like a really good polo player, then uh, where's your belly? Fencing. Yeah. Too. Is that expensive? Uh, yeah. I've always wanted to do fencing. I, I would, yeah. Yeah. We got the space. Let's yeah. get this, buy some gear. Welcome to Essential Fencing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next channel. <laughs> All right. Well, any uh, final thoughts? I feel like we kind of kind of covered every is there anything yeah. we haven't covered that no, you guys I, think is important no i mean we compared it uh based on our backgrounds we compared yeah. it to other sports and you know amateur pro or you know anywhere in between yeah hmm. this is one where I, i'm really curious to see what the audience yeah feedback sure is going to be like because every, you know we, we all have our own unique backgrounds and experiences and um people come from you know different financial you know positions and have totally different outlooks on what all this stuff means so i'm really curious to see what the audience has to say definitely and you're gonna some people are probably gonna have like you you said too like i think what sticks with people is the negative experience when somebody is spending lots more of than money you can. more than you can and they don't care uh, yeah, <laughs> you know and they, don't, they don't care about it it's just like oh man if i only right it's kind of yeah. if i if i had that but i mean 
that goes back to the age old question, right? Everybody had the athlete in their school that mm -hmm. didn't care about anything. He was just, he or she was good at everything and they never applied themselves or with their schooling in particular. Like we can always go down that rabbit hole and it's just like, oh, if I just had half of that, I would devote all my time and, and things like that. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this, uh, some of the comments on this. Yeah, I am too. Well, thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. If you're enjoying the episodes, make sure to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts app, Spotify, wherever. Just go to search for Shane. Yeah, something. <laughs> you you know how to you know how to use this stuff. Make you're sure already here. Yeah. If you figure out how to get on here, you know how to. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>